I don't know where to start today. <laughs> Probably don't hear that from me too often, but this is the best possible outcome for the Bears, and I could not be happier with the results from this trade. I'm not going to sit here and say the Bears fleeced the Panthers or say that the Bears won this trade because, really, if you're giving up all that and if you're Carolina and you get the quarterback you want, nothing is too much. But in the moment, the Bears didn't need a quarterback, and they got back a maximum return for that top pick. Maximum return. I don't think they could have done it any better. I don't think they could have gotten back any more than they had gotten from Carolina. They did exactly what they needed to do, and that's a credit First and foremost, to Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles did it. Ryan Poles did what he set out to do from the beginning. He was gifted this number one overall pick. He was gifted the Bears general manager job in general. He had to prove his worth. And so far, early returns say he has certainly proved himself. He has certainly done what the position has required of him. As a GM, you're a deal maker. Your job is to get the maximum value out of an asset that you have. And he did just that. Take a look at the trade returns for the Bears, and they're certainly favorable. The Bears gave up the number one overall pick, and they got back the ninth overall pick from Carolina, a second-round pick at number 61, a 2024 first-round pick, a 2025 second-round pick, and, of course, D.J. Moore, the now de facto number one wide receiver here in Chicago. So the Bears gave up number one. And they got back a number one wide receiver, a couple of first-round picks, second-round pick. Everything that they needed, somewhat, they addressed in this one trade. And here's why. We know the Bears have so many holes, but wide receiver, I think, cannot be checked off the list. But that's taken care of. You have a quarterback. You still have some money to spend cap-wise. Now you have a couple of first-round picks this year and next year, which you could draft offensive linemen, edge rushers, Maybe some cornerbacks or safeties. Maybe another wide receiver if you really wanted to. But the Bears have everything that they need now. And they played this trade unbelievably well. I mean, I saw the notification Friday afternoon, 4.35 o'clock. I couldn't believe the return. There is not one thing I had to complain about at first. I thought maybe another first-round pick would have been nice. But DJ Moore certainly suffices that extra first-round pick that the Bears didn't get. And I think that's the way we have to look at this year. Wasn't 100% happy knowing that the Bears only got two first-rounders back, but with D.J. Moore in the mix, the trade was certainly worth it. I think, truly, it could be a win-win trade. Carolina, as of today, has no idea what to do, according to reports. They don't know which quarterback to take, and according to a quote from Doug Kleiman, the situations that they have 50 days to figure it out. So they're going to do their due diligence over the next 50 days and hopefully pick the right quarterback. I'm just so happy this is not on the Bears' plate. They really had the best situation possible. They have a quarterback, somebody they know and they can trust to do the job. They had the number one overall pick. They knew they were going to trade it. They don't have the pressure of having to take the right guy at number one. They give away the pressure to a different team, and they bring back a whole of prospects and players. Boy, am I glad I'm not Carolina right now. They got to make a pick. They got to make a decision. And if they pick wrong, they are going to be fleeced forever. If they pick right, it's a win win trade. And I, I wish them the best. I really do. They got Frank Reich 
offensive-minded head coach. They've re-signed Sam Darnold. That's really it for their quarterback core. They need a rookie quarterback. There are a couple that they could choose from, really four main ones. I don't know who they're going to pick. I don't even know who the best guy is. I mean, Bryce Young, I've been saying his name forever. I don't know if that's where Carolina's going to go with it. Anthony Richardson's made some gains throughout the combine. C.J. Stroud is some the consensus number one to some. And then uh, Will Levis. So I don't know what Carolina will do. But I do know the Bears avoided any sort of trouble with that number one overall pick, traded it away, and got so much back. I just couldn't be happier, and I couldn't be more proud of Ryan Poles. This is a trade that even though he's a year into his tenure, that could cement his legacy. This is a trade that could cement his legacy right now a year in. That's not an exaggeration because this will let the dominoes fall and start the building blocks to to move in the right direction because now you have, if you're Ryan Poles, number one wide receiver, you acquire a couple of first-round picks, you draft wisely with those, you could turn them into superstar players, and this team could look like your team by next year or the year after. They could be molded to the way you want them to be and talented enough to the point where they could win. So... This truly is a make-or-break move for Ryan Poles, and I would say right now, early returns say, right move. He made it on this trade. And I would say, too, even if the worst happens and these couple of picks turn out to be busts, at first glance, the trade was correct. Poles still has some pressure to make the right moves, draft-wise, to draft the right guys at number 9, number 61, next year in the first round. There's still some pressure there, but we all know the Bears have a quarterback. We know the Bears have a number one wide receiver, and now they have the chance to beef up their offensive line or defensive line and bring in more superstar talent at a rookie contract-type price. So I think Brian Poles did an outstanding job with this trade. I have no complaints about it. I think this is exactly what the Bears needed. You know, we've talked at length about generational talent and how they see a generational pick for the Bears, and they turned it into exactly what they needed. I've heard from so many GMs over the years that you don't want to draft based on need. You want to draft the best player out there. Well, in this case, the Bears made a trade that not only helped them out for the best players out there, but actually got them somebody based on need. Now they don't need to draft a wide receiver or spend money on pointless wide receivers who just suck. Plain and simple. DJ Moore is a proven WR1, a proven commodity. You team team him up with Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, and there are three solid wide receivers, including a leader for once, for Justin Fields. That's a weapon for the Bears. That's a weapon for Fields and a weapon for this team. Just couldn't be more excited. I think Ryan Poles completely hit this one out of the park. And I think at this point, um, there is very little, if any, criticism to give to Ryan Poles here. Now it's just time to see how things play out. Now the waiting really begins. We saw the trade happen, surprisingly, long before NFL Draft Day. Now the question is, what will the Bears do with their remaining cap space? Who will they draft with those top picks? What will Carolina do? Yeah, and that's 
pressure on them. But I think Ryan Poles did this absolutely right. And like I said earlier, to open up, it's so nice that the Bears got rid of this pick with little fanfare, little problems, and they pushed the pressure on Carolina to make this pick. Think about that for a second. You have a situation where you have the top pick, tons of pressure on you to get this one right. Instead, the Bears say, no, we don't need to necessarily get this one right. We're going to trade it. <laughs> we'll get back a haul. The pressure's on you, and we just won this trade. And we have money to spend still. We still have number one picks. We still have a chance to draft somebody good at nine or next year at 61, too. Ryan Poles did absolutely everything right here. And for somebody who's only been a year on the job, it's, it's impressive, to say the least. They couldn't have done it any better. I mean, this cements the Bears as something very significant now. I mean, the Bears are in one of the best positions in the entire NFL, no question. They have a young quarterback who's still controllable money-wise so far. Brought in a number one wide receiver. Still have the ninth pick in this draft and a first-round pick next year, number 61 as well. Add that to the mix this year. Another second rounder coming up down the line, too. They have money to spend. I mean, they're in the same exact position as they were a week ago, and all they did was make a trade and bring in more assets. Now, you would think, oh, they lost the number one pick. Well, they got back so much in return that I think they're in the same position. Money to spend. Now a new number one wide receiver. First round picks galore. Top-tier quarterback who has room to grow. Oh, yeah, new GM, new head coach. Things are pointing up. They are in an excellent position. They're in the same position, if not a better one, compared to a week ago. And the sky's the limit for this team. The sky's the limit for what Ryan Poles wants to do. He is making his mark on this team. I will caution people and say, hey, Brian Pace did the same thing, right? At 2018, the Khalil Mack trade, he made some moves. The Bears won. So the Bears aren't out of the woods yet. Ryan Poles is not out of the woods yet. We need to see some success on the field, and we should see that, you would think, based on these moves over the next couple of years. But I will say, right now, they're in the best position possible at this point in time. And I will say this, too. There is no reason why the Bears can't be a legitimate contender in 2023. There's no reason now why they can't go 9-8, and 10-7. You have given Justin Fields a number one wide receiver and three solid, in general, wide receivers. You have Justin Fields ready to grow. You have uh, Khalil Herbert ready to run. I know David Montgomery, a little bit of a report recently said that he may not be coming back. That's unfortunate, but okay, you can survive that. You have a top pick this year, another second rounder in addition to all the picks you already have. The Bears have an opportunity here to really draft well, bring in some quality offensive linemen, edge rushers. They could be 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven next year. And I think at this point, and I'm not too early in saying this, we have to expect it. This is a move that signals I'm a winner. This is a move that signals I'm a contender. This is a move that signals I'm going to be great and I'm going to beat your ass. So we have to expect that now from the Bears. We have to demand that from them. Now the second step is, what will the Bears do this year? First step is done, which they easily exceeded everybody's expectations. Now the question is, 
How successful will they be? What should we expect them to do? What do they expect themselves to do? And I think if the expectation is not 9-8, and 10-7, and, and a fringe wildcard team, then they're crazy. Even with the first rounder next year, because look at Seattle. Seattle knew they had a first rounder via trade for this season, still went 9-8, and eight, still made the playoffs. And they still get a first rounder via Denver. This upcoming year, Bears are going to get a Bears are going to get a first rounder via Carolina. That doesn't mean they can't go nine and eight or ten and seven, and then still cash in on a first rounder next year and continue to build through the draft, even though they're a good team. The time is now to expect greatness from this team. They could easily go worst to first in this division, even assuming Aaron Rodgers leaves. I mean, who's going to be contending up top? It's really going to be a free for all. The Vikings were lucky last year. They had a bad point differential. Detroit was good, but can they replicate it? Then the Bears. Anything's possible. We have to expect the best from this Bears team come next year. We have to expect 10 and 7, 9 and 8. And if I'm wrong, you guys tell me in the comments, but. I don't think that's too much to ask for based on this trade. This trade sent a signal to everybody. It told everybody, hey, we're going to be good now. No more tanking. No more 3-14. and 14. We're actually in this for the long run. And with these resources that we got back, it's time to say, yes, we could be 10-7. We could be 9-8. We are good enough to contend and compete and maybe win this division. They are right on track. They're right where they should be. And it's time we start demanding more in a good way. I don't mean this in a negative sense. This is a good thing. Our expectations should be heightened. We should be ready for a year to remember for the Bears at Soldier Field. I think it's going to be a year to remember. This could be the beginning of an entire era of success. If they play their cards right. Like, look at Atlanta in Major League Baseball. They have all their young talent signed through at least 2025 to 2028. Their core is there. Atlanta just won a World Series. They're still going to be good for five to eight years to come, no matter what. And they're still signing people as we speak to extensions. They're young kids. Think of the Bears the same way. This is the one move where the Bears go 10-7 and next year. They sign some guys. They keep people that they want to keep. Justin Fields improves. They have a chance for this team could be good for five to ten years. Based on one trade. That's why this trade is such a legacy builder for Ryan Pauls. It's the trade that's going to cement his legacy already here in Chicago. And although that might be unfair in his first year on the job, he succeeded. He did this right. And as for Carolina, I wish him the best. I hope they find the right quarterback. But at the same time, the Bears forced them to give up a lot for that pick. There was a lot of value attached to it. The Bears played their cards right and forced everybody to buy in, and force Carolina to really buy in to get that pick. I love it. Ryan Poles won the game of chicken. (laughs) He held his ground strong and was a strong negotiator in this case. And I think that's another small key that maybe we aren't going to be talking about as much. He's a strong negotiator. Very strong negotiator. We didn't see it too much this past year, and he had a couple of hiccups along the way, the Larry Joby thing and not many signings. There were issues this past offseason. This year, 
much improved. And the Bears could not have done a better job with this trade. They bring in a WR1. They bring in a couple of first-round draft picks, second-rounder as well. They give up the pressure of drafting at number one. They tell everybody they're confident in Justin Fields, and they force Carolina to overpay for top talent. They force Carolina to overpay for top talent. Because at this point, any one of those quarterbacks, it's a it's a crapshoot. We don't know who's going to be good or not, and it's going to be up to Carolina and their scouting department to figure out the guy who's right. Now the pressure goes to Carolina, their GM, Frank Reich, new head coach, to pick the right quarterback. No second chances for them. Pressure goes to them. They give up so many resources to move up. Ryan Poles gets rid of any pressure on him and brings in tons of resources. He's the winner. The Bears are the winner no matter what happens. They could draft a great quarterback, somebody better than Justin Fields, and it'll sting in about five years. But if the Bears win a Super Bowl because of all the options around Justin Fields because of a better wide receiving core, better offensive lineman, better defensive line, then it won't matter. And I think that's the key, too. Of course, I'm worrying to an extent that maybe one of these four quarterbacks are going to be better than Fields, and the Bears made a big mistake, but I'll tell you what. One Super Bowl, that's it, just one, will justify all of these moves and this behavior by Ryan Pauls and this trade and everything that comes along with it. Just one. That's it. One Super Bowl. That's what the Bears should be aiming for over the next five to ten years. Really, preferably five to maybe seven. There should be a Super Bowl in the mix coming up, and it all starts with this trade. This is the beginning of the timeline for the Bears and for the Super Bowl. Right? This is the beginning of the timeline. Like, you know how people go back, you know, they chart out history, right? This is the beginning. This is all the way at the end. And from here, things continue to grow and grow and grow. And we'll see over time the Bears going 10 and 7, 11 and 6, 12 and 5. They're going to win the division one year. Maybe they won't go far in the playoffs. Next year they win the division, they go far. Next year after that, they appear in the Super Bowl. It's a gradual process, but this starts the process and starts the ball rolling. And that's the exciting part. We're past the rebuild, we're past mediocrity. We're past jokes of receivers and jokes of games to watch. We are now at the point where this team better be 9-8, and 10-7 next year. And we got to be ready now for sustained success. It's unbelievable. I just, I couldn't be happier with this trade. It was really an expert job by Ryan Poles. I don't think Ryan Pace would have done this. I'll tell you that right now. I don't think Ryan Pace would have been able to pull off a trade like this. In fact, it's opposite. Ryan Pace gave up tons of first-round picks. Ryan Poles is retaining them while still holding on to a quality QB, some weapons, even bringing in a top-wide receiver as part of one trade. Just so happy. And I think my feelings are projected on everybody who follows the Bears. This was a great trade and something the Bears should be proud of. I'm going to check in on some of your comments here. A lot of you hanging here with us on YouTube. We're also live on Facebook, and we're live on Twitch, too. So hang with us there if you'd like as well. I knew there were going to be great GMs, says Dan Tanner. Poles helped build the Chiefs, and Ian Smith helped build the Eagles. I think you meant Ian Cunningham. Both teams were in the Super Bowl. We're good. What a great first draft, and what a great first draft trade for Poles and Cunningham. We're putting a tremendous amount of pressure on Justin, letting him grow without immense pressure. 
Andre, uh, good point there. There's going to be pressure on Justin Fields, and I think, you know, if we're going to talk about where the pressure goes to next or who's going to be under the hot seat, it will be Justin Fields, unfortunately. But it could be a good thing, too. Justin Fields showed enough to say that the Bears should make this move. That's the good thing. Justin Fields showed enough to say, hey, you guys can make this trade. I'm competent enough to be your quarterback. So, There might be more pressure on Fields, but he's earned it and he deserves it. And now the question is, how much will he grow in 2023? I feel like the Bears are going to be held back or moved forward by Justin's performance. Ryan Poles did his job. He could wash his hands of the entire matter. Now it's up to the players on the field to perform. DJ Moore better be getting 1,000 yards this year. And Justin Fields better be making a name for himself this season in Chicago.